Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. guys welcome back to circle time it's me kelsey i practiced so hard not introducing myself and yet here i am it's weird it feels weird not to say my name but you know who it is it's me and we are in the studio today and i know that a lot of you are saying that it didn't feel as cozy and you liked the cozy vibes when i am home so I thought we need to make it cozier in the studio. And here we are. I basically wore pajamas and I brought my blanket from home. And I think this is very cozy and nice. And I'm happy. Honestly, like I was so excited driving here. I th- truly think it was because I'm basically in pajamas. And I have always said I wanted to be on the radio so that I could record in my pajamas and no one would know. And this is basically that, except everyone knows because I'm talking about it and I'm filming myself. So it's not like that mysterious, but I am in my pajamas basically. And here we are, another episode of Circle Time. I'm very, very excited. I think last week when I was recording, I was a little bit, I was like going through it last week. I like truly thought I was going to cry the whole episode last week. But you know what? We made it through. We're on the other side. And I woke up in the best mood. This is what happens when I'm on time. And I'm never on time. And I was vlogging and I was thinking, why are you on time, Kelsey? And it's because the pajamas of it all. And because I didn't do my hair and my makeup. Well, I put a little mascara on. I didn't want to scare Marshall. Scare Marshall completely. But, um... Yeah, it's probably because I didn't take too long to get ready. But, you know, we're working on it. We're in a beautiful mood. It's Friday morning, baby. It's the weekend. Well, it's Thursday if you're listening to this, but you could be listening to it on Friday. And we know Thursday is the best day of the week, so it's fine. I was stressing out last night because I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today. And then I forget that I just start talking to myself and everything is fine. But I did write a few things down. So if I'm looking at my phone, that's why, because I wanted to not forget things. First things first, last time I talked to you, I was going to ACL, Austin City Limits, the music festival. I went and it was perfect. Honestly, I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like it's like a little secret but I'm not going to gatekeep from you guys because that is not the vibe here at Circle Time. So I'm going to tell you, Austin City Limits is the best music festival. It is like so many good artists, but just a little bit smaller, you know? Oh, oh God. There it is, the festival voice. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's been like a week, but um, it is smaller than Coachella. Like a lot 
I wouldn't say all of the same artists, but like a lot of similar artists that would play at Coachella play there. And it's just like, nobody's trying as hard. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter anything. Like you're just there to have fun and like enjoy the festival. And this is the thing. It ends at 10 p.m. Okay. So it ends and then you have the whole night ahead of you. You get to go out. And as you guys know, I love staying up late. And it's just like everybody's so excited from the festival. And I mean, and tired. But by the time you get back to the place, you get ready. I didn't, I, I say get ready, but I didn't change my outfit one time before I went out. I didn't get ready at all. I don't think I looked in a mirror the entire weekend. Honestly, the amount of dry shampoo that was in my hair was honestly should be illegal how dirty my hair was when I was at that music festival. Truly. I kept doing like, quote, slick back looks. Oh my God. Like, I felt bad for my friends. They were all trying to be so supportive of me and they were like, no, it looks good. And then I would like get a glimpse of myself like passing by a window and I'd be like, oh no. The slick back looks are not doing me any favors this time around. But what's the point? It's just going to get dirty. Anyway, I did not mean to go off on that tangent, but my hair was dirty and like I was feeling a little self-conscious about it by the end of the by the end of the weekend. And so I haven't I've washed my hair a lot this week and I haven't put a single product in it at all. I feel like I needed to just give it a moment to relax. Anyway, so you get done at 10, you go out, and it's just like Austin is so fun. It's so fun. I mean, I think it's like a lot of college kids. And my friends, so two of my best friends are from Austin. And so they've been going to ACL since they were like kids. And so that's why we all go. Like they, it's like really special to them. And now it's kind of special to all of us. And so there's a lot of like high schoolers. Like, I guess that's like a thing. Like, if you go to high school, <clears throat> sorry, I don't mean to be such a raspy queen this episode, but uh, sue me. I'm just a little raspy girl. I love having a raspy voice. And Cody says he can't notice that it's raspy because it's really not that raspy. But of course, the minute I start recording myself, I sound like I'm going through puberty, but it's fine. Anyway, so I think it's a lot of high school kids. Like, they go, they, get, they take school off. And they go to ACL and it's like, I don't know, whatever. It's fun. There's like high school kids. There's also like adults, like my friend Jenna's mom goes every year. And like, there's there's a good variety of people for sure. And it's just so fun. And then when you go out at night, like, it's just so fun, you guys. I really had the best time. And I feel like we're all kind of like me and my friends are all like in the point. Like we kind of feel like our lives are transitioning into the next phase of life a little bit. Like everybody there is married or engaged basically. And it's just like, I feel like like people might have kids by this time next year. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we were all kind of looking around like, damn, this might be the last time that we don't have like any other responsibilities besides blacking out. I'm just kidding. I never blacked out, not once. So don't worry about me. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was really, really fun. It was like the perfect weekend. And then we came back and what other exciting stuff happened this week? Cody and I looked at our wedding venue and we got to meet our wedding planner in person, which was really exciting and meet with a florist. And we're really like in the thick of wedding planning now, which is crazy. And it didn't really feel real until we were at the venue looking at it because I don't know, it just like that made it all feel very real and very exciting. And I'm really excited. It's crazy that it's happening and it's super exciting. And that is that, those are the exciting things that happened this week. I'm going to be honest, though, on the way here, I accidentally honked my car. I honked at an old person, and it makes me want to die. I feel so terrible, so terrible. 
I can't even begin to explain how badly I feel. I honked. I was doing some of these, what, what are you doing? And then I realized, <laughs> and then I realized that I was an old person and I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt really terrible. But then I actually did it twice. I yelled at people twice on the way here. Sometimes I have road rage. And I think that that's fine. I usually do it when it's deserved, which is probably never. But I was making a left-hand turn in this guy, not the old person. I would have never, I didn't mean to honk at them. Well, I did mean to honk at them, but I wouldn't have if I knew it was an old person when I was doing it. Anyway, I was driving, I was turning left. And you know, when you're turning left and there's two lanes, you stay in your fucking lane, obviously, because you're driving a car. So you're staying in your lane. This guy started turning and just was turning into my lane, pushing me out of the way like this. If I wasn't such an alert driver, who knows what would have happened? So that pissed me off. And another thing that happened this week was a thunderstorm. I don't know. Did you hear these thunderstorms, Marshall? No. Okay. Well, it was terrifying. What day? It was when it was like Wednesday morning at like 5 a.m. Oh, no. Okay. Happy sleeper. Oh, my God. I'm jealous. So we like I kept I thought I was hearing thunder, but then I was looking. I was waking up. It was like 430 or 5 and I was looking at my weather and it wasn't saying anything about thunderstorms until I realized later on that I was looking at the wrong like city. <laughs> like I wasn't looking at like where I live at all. So that's probably why it didn't say thunderstorms happening. And then when I clicked on where we were, I clicked on Venice and it was like thunderstorms. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So it was so loud though. Like I actually thought the lightning I did a lot of research on lightning and thunder and all of that at 5 a.m. because I was so worried. But you know how like you see the lightning and then you wait, you count how long and then when the thunder comes, that's how you know how close the lightning is. Well, I was doing that and it was like at my house. The lightning was like knocking on my front door. And I was kind of worried. And then I was trying to see if lightning could strike your house and then what would happen and I was kind of spiraling. Chili was really nervous and he was so snuggly. And well, I feel bad because he was scared, but he was like like huddled huddled up next to me and I was trying to not be scared for him. I'm usually not scared of thunder, but it was so loud. I, I actually think it was really close. So that was something. Guys, this is a very, very exciting episode of Circle Time because we have our first sponsors. I cannot believe it. I'm so, so excited to have sponsors on here so we can keep growing the podcast. And it's just really exciting. I promise, though, that I will only be promoting products and companies that I actually use and that I love and I'm excited about. So without further ado, let's talk about Aloe Moves. Now, as I've mentioned in a few episodes, I am currently pretty much more active than I really have ever been. I'm doing the running and I'm doing Pilates, but I've also talked about how going to workout classes makes me feel pretty awkward and nervous. So I'm usually avoiding those. And that is where at-home workouts really come in and more specifically, Aloe Moves. If you've tried Aloe Moves, then I can guarantee you're also hooked like I am. But if you haven't, Allo Moves is streaming on-demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes, and it's an extension of the widely popular Allo Yoga Athleisure brand. And it really just has been transforming in so many ways. It's amazing. Allo Moves wants everyone to get started for free. Receive 30 days free so you can choose from thousands of classes and give it a try. And truly, when I say thousands of classes, I really mean it. Let me tell you more. Allo Moves is the one-stop shop for everything wellness. So everything is there in one app. They have workout classes like bar, Pilates, cardio, hit classes, yoga classes. And then they have mindfulness classes, guided meditations, breath work, sound baths. They even have daily five-minute meditations if you're in a rush. And they also have self-care classes like gua sha and dry brushing tutorials, which is so fun, and nutrition classes. There really is literally everything in one place. And it kind of inspires you to take care of your whole health. Like I didn't really realize this, but you need to take care of your body and also your mind and spirit. 
so you can kind of build healthy, sustainable habits for life. And Aloe Moves has helped me so much with that. With over 3,000 plus classes for every level and over 100 new classes every month, you will always have fresh content. I really think you guys will love it. I know I do. So join me. Go to alomoves.com for 30 days for free. If you're loving it like I am, then you can get 50% off an annual membership with code CIRCLETIME, one word. That's 50% off with code CIRCLETIME. Go to alomoves.com and let's get started. And another thing that we need to talk about is the fall bucket list that I brought up last week. Remember, we're trying to embrace fall together and be fall girlies. And I have to be honest with you guys, I have not done a single thing on that fall bucket list. Not one. Actually, that's a lie. I wore fuzzy socks today. I don't know if you can see them in the camera, but I wore fuzzy socks to record the podcast because that, for some reason, is on the fall bucket list. Wear fuzzy socks. <laughs> so, in the spirit of fall, I wore fuzzy socks to record the podcast today. And another thing that's on there is go to a fall festival. And I'm doing that tonight. There's a fall festival at the, sc- the elementary school that I went to. And my cousins go there now. It's like a K through eight school. My cousins go there. And so my parents are going and my mom was like, if you want to come to the fall festival. And I was like, actually I do because that's on my fall bucket list. And I need to do this for the circlers. I need to finish my fall bucket list. So by the time we talk, by the time we talk, I'm looking at the bucket list again right now. By the time we talk next week, I will have obviously worn fuzzy socks and gone to a fall festival but I'm also going to do like the pumpkin patch and the carving pumpkins and stuff like that. And you know what I was thinking? We have, fall doesn't end at Halloween. We have a whole another month of fall. And I feel so bad. I feel bad for November and Thanksgiving because they just do not get the justice that they deserve. Thanksgiving is the like, well, food wise is a great holiday. Okay. And I think we should celebrate the food a little bit more than we do. We just don't even, we just kind of ignore it. And it's nice to be thankful for things. But that's that's the only way I support Thanksgiving. And then it's Christmas time. And then we're going to be full swing December and we're going to do so many Christmas, I mean, winter bucket lists. You guys are going to be, you'll never even know. You don't even know what's coming. I have to find a bucket list for winter time. Okay, now I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just focus on fall. So fall festival tonight kind of nervous, like kind of, kind of nervous to be back on my old stomping grounds. Elementary school for me was fine until like eighth grade because I was at the same school from kindergarten to eighth grade. And so like, it's the same, like 35 kids for the first nine years of your life. And it just gets a little, everyone gets a little sick of each other, I feel like. And like, way too comfortable and kind of mean. And I was definitely mean, I feel like at some points too. But like it was eighth grade and my mom was my eighth grade teacher, which I feel like was feeder for like kids to give me kind of a hard time. Like if they didn't like, like if my mom was being a teacher and they weren't happy about something she said, they would be like, your mom, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, she's just my mom. She's not Like, let's separate the two, but it was hard. That was hard. And also she had to teach my whole class about sex, me and the rest of the class. (laughs) And, you know, we've actually never talked about that. Like, I've never been like, was that weird for you, mom? (laughs) Because it was kind of weird for me, but I also kind of thought it was like funny. But It was just kind of weird all around. And then if it was like, if we were learning about it in a different grade, then it was like my mom's friend telling, teaching me about sex. Cause like my mom's teacher friends were, you know what I mean? So it was, it was always just like, that was always kind of weird, but you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. She's a really great teacher. And so I, I had the best teacher cause she's the best teacher, but I don't know. Eighth grade was a weird year for sure. And so I feel like when I go back to my elementary school, I'm always like, oh, 
eighth grade vibes, you know, but it's actually fine because I'm literally almost 30 years old. So it does, I can't really be upset about it anymore. And that's that. Although when I was 21, 21, kids from my eighth grade class came and teepeed my parents' house and smashed my neighbor's mailbox. What the fuck is that about? Like, that is weird, right? I mean, we gra- like I was graduated from college when they did that. I was out of college. Eighth grade was so long ago, even then. And they were still holding on to something there. So that was weird. That was very weird. And then my dad was so mad. He went to 7-Eleven and he, because they left a toilet paper wrapping. Because he doesn't care if he gets teepeed, but they smashed my neighbor's mailbox, which seems a little bit unnecessary. (laughs) Don't involve Chris, okay? Like, keep keep it at the house. They also shoved toilet paper down my brother, like my brother's gas tank. I don't know. It seemed a little bit like a little, they went a little bit too far. So my dad was so mad. He saw a 7-Eleven wrapping from like toilet paper on the the ground that they left. He went to all of the 7-Elevens around my neighborhood and asked to see the security camera footage. And then he watched the security camera footage. He pointed, he recognized who the kids were who bought the, the toilet paper They were kids from my eighth grade class. And then he called their houses and like cussed them all out. Pretty insane. Pretty insane move for my dad. But honestly, I respect it. And now we laugh about it because he he was so pissed. But you know what? If you guys knew my dad, it's pretty out of character for him to get that mad. He's a funny guy. And it was really funny. And you know what? He defended our honor, our neighborhood's honor. And I respect that. He really, he really gave it to all of them. He really did. So that's that. And then I saw one of them. I saw one of the guys who did it like three years later. And I was like, hey, how are you? And he was like, I can't talk to you. And I was like, why? And he was like, your dad told me that if I ever talk to you again, he'd, he'd like come for me or something. And I was like, it's literally my dad. Like, he would never do anything. And I tell my dad that, and he thinks it's the funniest thing because he's, like, the nicest guy. He would never actually do anything. But he, it obviously worked because he scared these grown men. Apparently, they're not grown men because they TP'd someone's house when they were adults. But he scared them shitless. And it's hilarious. Good job, Dad. Anyway, how the fuck did I get on that topic? I couldn't tell you. But here we are. Another circle time. So our fall bucket list, that's what we were talking about. We're going to keep working on that. And that's that. One more thing before we get into story time. There's a couple TikToks that I'm obsessed with that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I wrote I wrote that down specifically because there's a TikTok. I actually, maybe I'll like put it somewhere like on my Instagram story or something. I'll put it on my Instagram story next week, but there's a TikTok of this the, these kids and they're in a band, I guess, and they do these like improv songs on TikTok. Have you ever seen this, Marshall? Yes, One Thing About Me? No, my God, no. Oh, those oh, stress oh, me oh, out. Oh, oh, I can't deal oh, with those. I, no. Everybody's off the rhythm <laughs> on those. But anyway, so no, it's like a, it's like a boy and a girl and they, they like have a guitar and he's like, they're they're riffing off each other, but they're making a song, but they're improving it, and they improv this song about going to Victoria's Secret, and like buying a thong for the guy's husband, and it's like it's really it's such a good song, and it's funny, and it's genius, and I listened to it like maybe maybe fifty five times yesterday, just yesterday, keep playing it over and over and over again, and I think it's genius. So that I'm that's a good one. Another thing on TikTok that's stressing me out right now is like the kids in high school being like, hey, who am I here with? Who do you think's the hottest girl in school? Do you know what I'm talking about? Those make me so nervous. And I can't help think about high school me and how, like, what if someone came up to me? (laughs) What would I say? I mean, no one would say my name because I was so awkward in high school, but like, 
I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, it's so insane. I don't know. It stresses me out. Do you like them? I kind of like watching them, Marshall, but I don't know. I enjoy. I enjoy them as well. Like, it's addicting. I can't not watch. And I need to know what the person looks like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when they say that person's name, I am, like, so ready to see the next person. Who is Jack? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I see them and I'm like, oh my God, totally. I totally see why they said that person every time. So yeah, those are the, those are the two things on TikTok that I'm, that I'm into at the moment. So even if you have only ever listened to like 10 seconds of circle time, you know that I am always usually nervous about something, which is obviously something that I am working on. But normally if you give me a situation, I will give you a reason why it makes me nervous. And something that has made me nervous forever, especially when I grew up and I had to start making my own decisions and I moved away from home and all of that was going to the doctor. Uh, One of the main things that stressed me out was making sure that I actually found myself a good doctor because I didn't really know where to begin. There felt like so many options and I was just scared I wouldn't find the right doctor for me that made me feel comfortable. And that is why I think ZocDoc is so, so helpful Uh, If you don't know what ZocDoc is, it's a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. I was always just kind of worried that it would be like an extensive and hard process trying to find a good doctor for me, but ZocDoc's mobile app makes me feel so much better because it's truly as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. You can search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Plus, you can read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments, which was really important to me because I wanted to hear people's stories. And also, you can literally find every specialist under the sun on ZocDoc, whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, get a mole checked out, whatever it is, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc really took any of my stress and worry away around finding a doctor that's right for me. So if you want to find the doctor that's right for you, Go to ZocDoc.com slash CircleTime and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, which is also so amazing. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash CircleTime. ZocDoc.com slash CircleTime. Let's get into our story time. I don't have anything pop culture to talk about. I really thought pop culture was going to be the easiest thing for me to talk about. And I just, it needs to like hit home for me. And a lot of times these stories don't hit home for me. So it's story time, all that being said. And we're going to hear some voicemails that we've never heard. And we're going to see if we can give some advice. Let's hear some stories. I'm excited. Hey, Kelsey. So first of all, I just wanted to say I've been loving your pod and I love your videos. So keep up the amazing work. But thank you. I wanted to talk to you about something I know you've mentioned you struggle with as well, which is imposter syndrome. I just started my master's and I can't help but feel that everyone else around me is just so much more confident in their abilities than I am. And they just have it so much more together than I do. And I don't know, I can't shake this feeling that I just don't deserve to be there. So I wanted to see if you've come up with anything to kind of avoid feeling this way about where you are in life and maybe we can work through it together. But yeah, let me know if you've come up with anything. I would love to hear. Thanks so much, girly. Love you. Bye. Oh my God. Okay. Great question. Also, whoever you are, you sound exactly like my friend Courtney. Like I thought for a while there that that was Courtney calling. That was crazy. Okay, anyway, imposter syndrome. I think this is going to be one of those things that we have to work through together because I still struggle with it too. But something that I try to remind myself of, and I guess like, especially for you, you're in your master's program and you're doing it with all these people who seem so put together and like smart or whatever it is. But like, if you think about it, you all went through the exact same application process, interview process, like everything that they needed to get in, they needed to have to get in, you needed to have to get in and you all made it to the same point. You know what I mean? So they are there and you deserve to be there just as much. You 
are at the same exact place as them. And people looked at all of your applications and saw yours and thought that you were on the same playing field as all of these people. And I guarantee that you are. And if like you're probably even further than them and you don't even realize that because I feel like we're all so much harder on ourselves. And I feel like a lot of times I just struggle with like, I struggle with the same thing. Not exactly because it's not like a school program, but it's just like in work and stuff, you compare yourself so much to what everyone else is doing, but, and how it seems like they have their shit together, or it seems like they're doing so great. But I feel like a lot of times I have to remind myself that like I'm comparing myself to the things that they're like literally posting on their Instagram story. I don't know what their day-to-day is life. I don't like, I don't know what they struggle with. You know, like I, you don't know anyone's, what anyone's actually dealing with. You just compare it to like, you compare, I feel like what I do is I take like anything that they post that doesn't resonate with me, I, I, I ignore. But like, if they post one thing that I struggle with doing, like they're posting about how they, I don't know, work out every single day. And I don't work out every single day. I'll be like, oh my God, well, they're so much better than me. But it's like, I completely ignore everything else that they're doing or saying or whatever it is that probably is similar to what I'm doing. And I compare the, I take the one thing and I think that because they're doing that one thing differently than me, that I'm failing. But that's just not the case at all. I think everybody has their strengths and everybody has their weaknesses. And I feel like it's so much easier to just compare yourself to those people's strengths instead of like looking at them as a whole person and looking at yourself as a whole person because you're probably taking their strengths and your weaknesses and comparing the two. But you have strengths that they don't have. And that's why we should all work together because I feel like we could use those things and create something beautiful. And I don't think anybody should be like competing with one another. But I don't know. I feel like it's so much easier to take because you know yourself, you know your lowest points. It's easier to take those lowest points and compare them to what you see in someone else. Even though you don't know you just see their highest points. So you have to remind yourself of that. You're in your master's program for a reason, the same reason that they're there. So remind yourself of that. I'm sure you're crushing it, but we're working through it every day. I struggle with it also. And we'll keep pushing through. And that's that. I hope that was a helpful answer. Hi, Kelsey. Ava here. I want to let you know that I'm listening all the way from Europe and I love the pod. I was literally tearing up the previous episode when you were talking about reflecting on your own self and it just hit close to home. You know, love that. Anyways, me and my boyfriend are thinking about moving in together. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, I guess, on some kind of financial advice, because I don't know what's the best way to manage our budget. Do you split the bills? Who pays what? You know, I guess you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's my question. Love you. Hey. Wow, you're in Europe. That's crazy. Thanks for listening. Exciting that you're thinking of taking this next step and moving in with your boyfriend. It's so much fun. I'm really excited for you. I feel like that question is pretty specific to every situation. If you guys, you need to have, like, you should probably have the conversation like now before you even move in. I think the easiest way to do it and the most fair way to do it, like when it comes to utilities and all of that stuff is just split it. Like in the same sense that you would if you just had a random roommate, I think you kind of have to treat certain things like that, like you would with anyone. So I would say split the utilities and stuff evenly if that works financially for the both of you. But Like I said, I think just treat it like you would any other roommate, any other situation. The only time like I feel 
like maybe one person would be paying more or something. Like I remember when Cody and I first moved in together, he was using the second bedroom as an office. So he was paying more than I was paying. So that is the only thing that was like kind of different. But other than that, I would treat it pretty because you're only using one room. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Like when you're splitting with a roommate, you each have your own room. So everything's even, but that is where it differs. But if it's a one bedroom, I would just split it or, and then utilities, I would split, keep it even, talk about it with the other person, treat it pretty. Like it doesn't, it's, it's not different than living with a random roommate in that, in that moment. You know what I mean? You're both living there. If it works, then it works. I don't know. That's my advice. Is that bad advice? Do you think, Marshall? No. Okay. All right. Well, then it's then then it's good advice because Marshall says it's good, so we're keeping it. Hey, Kelsey. Hey. Um, just want to say before I get started, love the podcast. I've been a big fan of podcasts for a while, and listening to you is honestly super fun and Yeah. So on that note, I've actually been super inspired, not only by you, but I guess by podcasts I've been listening to for a while to make a podcast of my own. I'm only a senior in high school, but I've been wanting to make a podcast for my entire high school, I guess, career. That makes sense. Do you have any tips for someone who is just trying to start up a podcast of their own? Because I'm honestly kind of overwhelmed and I might just start it after high school because all the schoolwork on top of making a podcast is a little difficult. And I also wouldn't have like a production company, obviously. So do you have any tips for someone who wants to start something? Yeah, thanks so much. And I'm looking forward to hear more of the podcast. Bye. Wow. Ambitious queen. I love it. An entrepreneur. In high school, if you asked me one thing I wanted to do, I would couldn't give you an answer. I don't know, be Ryan Seacrest. Just, just I, who the hell knows what I would say. So good for you that you have an idea of something that excites you in high school. I think that the first, you don't need like the world nowadays is like you with YouTube and every, you you have the, how can I phrase this? Everything is accessible to you, I feel like. So if having a podcast excites you, you can like get a mic and some headphones for pretty cheap and you can just like start recording and practice and like write down some things you want to talk about and just do it. I feel like a lot of times I'm, I'm kind of like this, but like a lot of times people are like, well, why would anyone listen? Or why would anyone want to watch? I don't have a production company, this and that and all of that. But like, it's, if it excites you, that's going to come through and people are going to find that. And like that kind of energy is magnetic. And I feel like if it's something that you want to do, just do it. Just try, look up, like look up online, a microphone, headphones, and a camera if you want to film yourself and like, just try it. Because I think a lot of times people are lacking that like excitement about something. It's just something that they feel like they should do. And if you're excited about it, then do it. I mean, look at Emma Chamberlain. Like all she wanted to do is make YouTube videos because she thought it was like fun and she would just do it at home because she genuinely enjoyed it. And now look at her. So I feel like if it's something that excites you, try it out. Just start recording. Write down funny things that happened to you during the day. Write down things that like you want to talk about and then just talk about them and keep practicing and keep doing it. And you're going to get more comfortable in front of the mic. You're going to get more excited about it every time. I know school's a lot and you have homework and assignments and all of that going on. Maybe do it on the weekend and just, just try it out. I don't see, it will not hurt to try at all. So just get a couple little pieces of equipment and go for it. And I have faith in you and you're going to do great. I just know it. I can't wait to listen one day. Hi, Kelsey. I just want to start off by letting you know that you're like a huge role model for me. I think that you are such an amazing person. And yeah. Thank you. So now it's time to go a little deep. 
So I struggle with the idea of people like not staying in my life. I'm a very like nostalgic person. Like I will look back at pictures for hours and just think of the memories that I used to have with people who are not in my life anymore. And recently I've been like having this urge to just reach out to everybody who is no longer in my life and try to rekindle what used to be there. But I feel like, you know, like a lot of those chapters have closed and they should be closed. But that like desire to like have that friendship back or whatever again is still there. So I guess my question is like, how do you deal with being okay with the fact that sometimes people are really only in your life for a short period of time and that's what's best. But yeah, thank you. I hope you have a really great day. (laughs) Oh my God, this question is something I struggle with a lot as well. I'm also a nostalgic person and I, I feel very similarly to this. I think that it is true that certain people come into your life. I think it's kind of, it depends on the situation, you know, but like in this case, let's go with like friends, for example. I think it's true that sometimes friends are just in your life. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm just just a raspy girl still. Anyway, I think friends are in your life for a certain reason. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's just for like a season of your life and it's not forever. And it's like really hard. But I'm coming to terms now with the fact that maybe people can come back into your life. Your relationship with them just will not, probably will not be what it once was. And I think that that is what you have to remember that like you can reach out to someone or hear from someone that you haven't heard from in a long time. And with no expectation of it being what it used to be, because I don't think that it will be. I think like you've grown into a different person. They've grown into a different person. But maybe your relationship can be something new. And actually when I had Alicia and Remy on, they were talking about this in the podcast that I was listening to before they came on. And they were saying, and and they helped me come to terms with this a lot, that like your relationship is not ever going to be what it once was, but it could be something different and new now. And I think like if you're feeling the urge to reach out to someone, I mean, I don't know your exact situations with those people, but if it was just like you grew apart and no hard feelings, they didn't do anything that was like terrible to you or whatever, I think that you can reach out and like but you have to remember that it's not going to just fall right back into where it was however long ago because you're different people now. But I don't see the harm in reaching out. I mean, I've had friends reach out to me and at first it's like, why do they do that? And then all of a sudden it's like, I maybe I did want to hear from them and it's nice. And I think that like, if something is like, if some if you're thinking about someone, just even reaching out and telling them that you're thinking about them and that you hope they're doing well is fine but you can't expect it to fall right back into where it once was because it's not the same relationship anymore, but it could grow into something different. So I think that if you feel like reaching out to someone, do it. And it's, you you can't, ex- you don't know what to expect from them because they might not be ready to to talk to you yet. You know what I mean? But the least you could do is just wish them well and tell them that you're thinking about them and that's it and just see where it leads to. But I think that this, I mean, I clearly, I still struggle with this because I don't really have an exact answer for you, but I think that like, it's okay. And if you want to reach out to someone, do it. And the least you could do is try and see what happens. So that's my advice. Okay, so that is our story time. Thank you all so much for calling in. I really love hearing your voices and thank you for always saying such nice things. I love you all. And I'm so happy that I get to actually hear you explain your stories because it makes things so much better. So don't forget the link to the voicemail is in the description of the episode. So make sure to call and 
tell me your stories and I'll hopefully be able to help. Now, it is journal time and I have a very special edition of journal time today because it is Halloween time. And so I found some Halloween themed journal questions and I put them, I made whatever this is, I made this. And I found like pipe cleaners that are orange and I put the pieces of paper in there because I just got a little crafty this morning. So here we go. So we're, I don't remember what they are, but these are our Halloween journal questions. So we're gonna mix it up and we're gonna pick one at random. Okay, here we go. What kind of, what kind of lunch would a pumpkin eat? <laughs> okay, weird that I chose that one. What kind of lunch would a pumpkin eat? I feel like a pumpkin is kind of like keto. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think a pumpkin does eat meat though. Like pumpkins, pumpkins are vegetables. And so it'd be kind of like, what's the word? Yes, thank you. It'd be cannibalistic if a pumpkin ate another vegetable. It's that simple. So they do eat strawberries. This is a pumpkin's lunch. Milk, they have they like 2%. I feel like it's a pumpkin's vibe. Then they they have a sandwich with turkey and salami <laughs> and roast beef. Three meats on their sandwiches. White bread. Strawberries, because that's a fruit. So they're fine with that. And then they have like Cheez-Its because they're orange. And pumpkins are kind of narcissistic. So they like things that kind of look like them because... That's the vibe I'm getting from the pumpkins. And then they all, oh, they love chocolate chip cookies. They do. And that's what a pumpkin would eat. But they do not eat vegetables because they're not psychopaths. Okay. That is one question about what a pumpkin would eat. And honestly, that lunch sounds kind of good. I don't know about this sandwich though. I don't know why I said roast beef and salami. Okay. We're doing one more. Okay. Should adults go trick-or-treating? That is an interesting question. Should adults go trick-or-treating? I'm going to say no. Well, this is the thing. Halloween is like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's for everyone. Everyone celebrates. I mean, we all still dress up and we celebrate. But when it comes to trick-or-treating, I just think it's like, if there's an adult Kids don't have jobs, okay? They don't have jobs. They can't pay for their own candy. If there's an adult walking around taking other people's candy, like it just seems like that's not the right thing to do. Like the adults supply the candy because they have the jobs. And the kids get the candy because they're just kids and they just want to say trick-or-treat and get the candy. So I don't think adults should go trick-or-treating. But I do think actually that adults should like they can like walk around you know like get the trick-or-treating energy that's out there in the world like I, I would like to like walk around a neighborhood where there's like is this creepy like a bunch of kids trick-or-treating well no I'm a teacher I like kids but like just like to get the energy you know what I mean like you can just like get a nice like cup of coffee or like I don't know like a little hot toddy walk around, but you don't need to take other adults candy. I think that that's weird. So you can, you can be in, in it, but you can't be trick or treating yourself. Like you can't be going up to other adults doors, asking them for their candy. And maybe you should just stay inside and be the one passing out the candy. Maybe I'm taking everything I, I'm said back, but no, adults shouldn't go trick or treating. I guess, to put it simply. I kind of went on a tangent there, but that's fine. Okay. Well, should we do one more? I kind of want to. Is that okay? Let's do it. Okay. One more, because these are pretty absurd. What makes Halloween scary? Oh, my God. Where do we begin? What makes Halloween scary? How about the people dressed up with fake knives 
That's weird to me. I actually hate that. I actually, Halloween scares the shit out of me, to be honest, because I don't like people dressed up as things. <laughs> I don't like, like, I don't like knowing when I go to Disneyland that there's like a grown adult inside of the Mickey Mouse costume. It makes me feel scared and queasy. And so I don't love that. I don't like the masks. I don't like that I can't see people's faces. I I like costumes. Like I like dressing up. I'll dress up, but like you're, you're gonna know it's me. I don't like when someone walks into a room and you're like, who is that? Who the hell is on that mask? It could be anyone. It could be a stranger. I don't know. I just don't trust it. Halloween is scary. <laughs> and it's, I don't mind like the jump scares. I think that's fun. Like I think like a haunted house would be fun or like horror nights would be fun. I've actually never been. Maybe I'll do that too this, this year. But I think that's all fun, fun and games. But like when you're like in your own life, like you're not like you're not putting yourself into a haunted house where someone's supposed to be dressed up. When you're just walking around your neighborhood or you're like at a party with your friends, like all people that you know, and then someone comes in that you don't, you don't know who it is and they're wearing like a mask and there's fake blood on them and they're holding like a plastic knife. What if it was real life and you thought it was fake? It's scary to me. I don't mean to make it scary for anyone else. So if, if you didn't have any of these thoughts before, just ignore me. But that's why I think Halloween is scary because of masks. Thank you. That's my speech on Halloween. <laughs> and I mean, just like that, another episode is over and I always get a little sad when they end and I never want to say goodbye. And I just have so many more things I could talk about. But you know what? That's what next week is for. And my dad's ears must have been ringing when I was talking about him <laughs> going to 7-Eleven because he called me. So sorry, dad. But thank you for listening. I can't wait to tell you about more of my spiraling thoughts next week. And I love you all. Oh, our word of wisdom. I almost forgot. Our word of wisdom of the day, of the week, is kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. And you know who said that? Mother Teresa. So that's how you know it's a good one. So remember to go speak kind words to people and keep keep up on our fall bucket list because I know I am actually going to this week. And that's that. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. I love you. Bye. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.